Welcome back to the TNC podcast for the third edition of the Self-Isolation Special. This is uh, the TNC podcast, just different. There's very strange times in the UK and all across the world at the moment. Me and Chris are both self-isolating, which means we can't be together. But it does mean that we've got a bit more time than usual so we can jump on to Skype and record some podcasts. Chris, the first two episodes have gone down strangely well, which worries me. Yeah, I, I'm quite impressed with the amount of people that, that have watched it or kind of somewhat scared about the fact that people are uh, relying on us talking nonsense, which maybe just sums up where society is at right now. It, it also worries me slightly that we've had, you know, groundbreaking interviews with, with Stuart Webber, you know, <laughs> captains of Norwich City Football Club, and, and arguably us talking about um, beaches in Norfolk has gone down better yeah. and, and the people will be delighted to hear today that we're doing more top five lists. Today we're going to be talking about our top five favourite cheeses and also top five favourite Norfolk restaurants. And we've been on this Skype call for quite some time arguing over this, haven't we? But um, we'll be getting on to that later. Sure, Chris, for sure. how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you for asking. I've had a, an epic weekend of selling cheese to the public, so they're, they're all stocked up now, which is superb. Um, well, let's just, let's just have some context around that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, uh, the cheese truckle, um, which is of course a fabulous local business, been supplying all of the best restaurants in the region with their cheese for many many years. Um, the restaurants and bars, of course, shut their doors. Um, most of them, anyway. And um, it, it presented a, an issue of actually there was a lot of stock that they needed to get rid of that was going to go to waste. Um, so we put some messaging out there and um, generated a lot of interest. And um, thanks to all of the, the local media outlets and some quality social media activity, we managed to attract hundreds of people to come down and, and uh, buy, buy cheese, which is good because you're giving back to the community. People are getting their food, which is really important. And of course, um, saving a local business. So, um, yeah, there's the context. Big up to Darren Huckabee. And Cedric Arnsland, of course, former Norwich City players, were coming and showing their support. I bet Cedric's got a very good taste of cheese, isn't he? It was so funny because uh, Ceddy came down. He was like, right, I'm only having French stuff. And I went, yeah. okay, yeah, fine, right, fine. So we took him through and we showed him everything and he, and he put it in his box, his French stuff. And then, and he, he probably wouldn't want me to make this public, but it's too late now. I'm going to throw you in the deep end, Cedric. He bought, he couldn't resist a little Swiss cheese. He oh, couldn't wow. Resist. Yeah, couldn't resist. Can't remember the name of it, but he was, uh, it's his guilty pleasure, although he wouldn't want to publicly admit that. So hopefully he's uh, not listening to this right now. A little Swiss number on the side, Cedric, you naughty, naughty boy. Right, um, let's get into the comments section, actually, of the last podcast. And we asked um, people if they've got any businesses in Norfolk that maybe need a bit of help, a bit of love at the moment, because Mm. this isn't an easy time for anyone. Then let us know. You can email us, you can comment on this podcast, you can tweet us. And uh, Paul, Paul Hinchliffe got in touch and he said, Hi chaps, so good to see you. Topic could be about the amazing and rich history of our beautiful city Norwich in future episodes. We might get onto that, Paul. He says, I run a small business in Loddon teaching martial arts. I studied virtual, oh, I started virtual lessons this week. It was a good start with children training via Zoom. We are the Cook Sul One of Loddon. Now, if you want to be doing martial arts virtually, then go to www.kswcbl.co.uk. Oh, wow. I love that, by the way. That's creative. 
Speaking of virtual businesses, I've I've, um, I've actually just come up with a, with a little special shout out myself um, to a guy who on Instagram goes by the name of Tyler Harrison Magic. Now he is opening up his skills to families across the planet right now, and he will perform a fifteen minute magic show. Yeah. For just a Nigel Benatena, which I think is superb value, a private a private magic show for your family. I mean, you know, if you're bored in isolation, why not get a magician in your TV and performing just for you? Big up at Tyler Harrison Magic on Instagram. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll tell you what we did on Friday, actually, is um, Jen suggested an idea. Go we, on. Um, we did a virtual quiz so we, me and Jen wrote a quiz. Um, my rounds were a Great Yarmouth round, a betting round, a P round, and a, and a Norwich City round. And Jen did like all that fancy stuff. And uh, yeah. we Skyped her family and we had a, and we had a, a virtual quiz on, over, over Skype, which was good. And how, well, that's a fantastic idea to beat the boredom, Jack. And how did it go? Um, Jen's dad won. I'm not surprised. So well Big done. up, Jez from Bez. Yeah, well done, Jez from Bez. A very, a very knowledgeable chap. Um, yeah. Chris, let's quickly get into a little bit of Norwich City. We are a Norwich City fan channel, so we need to supply our viewers with, with, with some of that content. Over on The Athletic at the moment, um, all of the writers are writing about their favourite ever goals of their respective clubs. Michael Bailey's going through his top three greatest mm. goals at the moment. And in at number three for him... I thought it was moments, Jack. Is it goals or moments? Uh, top. Well, it's called greatest goals. Now you can oh, right. okay. you can define greatest goal in whatever capacity you like. Um, it, for him at number three is is Simeon Jackson's versus Portsmouth. Now, please do remember that you can get access to the Athletic, which has the greatest stable of football writers across the globe. Uh, head to theathletic.co.uk forward slash. Talk Norwich City for fifty percent off your Woo! subscription. That works out to just two pounds forty nine a month, and also you get a free seven day free trial. So if you don't like it, you can cancel within seven days, and you won't be charged a penny. Chris, what is your favourite ever Norwich City goal? Well, if you're defining goal by, I'm not defining it. I'd say you, you define goal in whatever capacity you want to. Okay, in terms of goal, it doesn't get better than Yusef Safri versus Newcastle. Miles out, not on at all. Yusef Safri wasn't known for it and just absolutely banged one in top bins. And, uh, you know, to see the look on Shea Given's face after that, which at the time was in his prime, was was just a, a stunning moment. And, of course, we were we were fresh to the Premier League at that point. That was before we, we became a bit of a yo-yo club. So, um it was a beautiful goal, beautiful goal. But there's also, it's tough. You could you could say Housen, um, of course, just just a, just a season ago. You could say, sorry, a season ago, a few seasons ago. One against Forest. You, you could say, yes, you could yeah. say Redmond against Borough at Wembley. Mm. You could say Redmond against Ipswich at home in the playoffs semi-final. There's been so many good goals over the years. What's yours, Jack? I, I think for just pure carnage, it has to be Jackson's against Derby because it kind Ooh. of... yeah. Um, like everything I want in a in a in a moment in football that had it had the last minute element to it. It had the just it basically secured our promotion back to the Premier League after a few few seasons. Well, quite a while away from from the Premier League. So that for me was was a real highlight, and I think that mm. would probably be my number one. Um, but looking through the whole of last season under Daniel Farker, there were certainly 
um, a whole load of great goals. Let us know your favourite ever Norwich City goal down in the comment section below. Uh, I want to keep kind of some, some current news lines based with coronavirus and football in this podcast as well. Now, today, La Liga has suspended this season, um, which means it won't be returning, which is bold. But I think probably we're going to be seeing this more and more across Europe. Um, I think Spain is slightly ahead of us in terms of where they're at with, with coronavirus, that they've got it really, really bad out there. Chris, do you think, I mean, we've, we've spoke about it and we've said we don't want to speculate. With that news, do you think there's more likelihood in the Premier League taking out similar kind of action? Um, I hope so. I hope so. I think that it's the most sensible option going forward. I'm, I'm pleased that they've made that decision because it's just, it is just silliness keeping it on. It really is. Um, life is is you know life itself is way more important than than football so for me i think the league have done the right thing for sure and i really wholeheartedly hope that the premier league do the right thing it is of course uh, a different kettle of fish in terms of the uh, the big dogs at the top um the, the, the big cheese so to speak uh, within the premier league um, there's so much more this i've got cheese in the mind there's so much more money in the premier league than any other league in the world that greed will play its part in trying to keep the season going. Um, but I think eventually, sadly, when death tolls go up, people will realise that the best thing to do is to suspend the Premier League season. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a really fascinating few weeks to see how all of this um, plays out for sure. Right, let's get on to uh, our next segment. Now, the top comment on the latest um, TNC coronavirus self-isolation podcast was from It's Me, James E, which is a really catchy YouTube username. And he says, do your f- top five restaurants and cafes wow. in Norfolk. Now, Chris, I went first last time, um, so I'm going to let you go first this time. What are your top five restaurants and cafes in Norfolk? Now, I know you're a very cultured chap, so I'm expecting this list to be, to be rather special. Honestly, mate, it is it actually um, you know makes the hand the 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 hair stand up on my my arms. It really does, and um, some stunning stuff uh, across a, a a variety of dif- different genres. But I, I would say that probably the the key element of my list is that they are all quite posh. Okay, uh, so so do forgive me. Number one, and by, and by the way, this is really this is really challenging. I would argue that my top three could be. Could be switched depending on the day, depending on what's on the menu, depending on the specials. But straight away, my number one, which was the most impressive restaurant that I've been to in a long time of it within the last year, is Gunton Arms. Mm. Wowzer, serious wowzer. They cook the meat in front of you. The it's it's got such a lovely ambiance about the place. There's so many specialities on the menu. There's proper proper cuts, proper proper fish. The seafood is is extravagant, um, and for me, Gunton Arms is definitely up there. For once, I think I agree with you. I think that the, the joy of wow. the, the, the joy of Gunton Arms not only is the food, not only is the, the wonderful selection of beers, it's that landscape when you look out. There's deers on the, oh, on the horizon. Yeah. The Gunton Estate is one of the finest yeah. pieces of land in Norfolk, and for that, Chris, I've, I've got a lot of respect for you. Wow, I didn't expect you to agree with me. Uh, that's it's, not my, it's not my number one, but I'll let you have it. Speaking of landscapes, another stunning place to crack on into a 12-course taster menu is Stoke Mill at Stoke Holy Cross. I of thought course, this was going to be your number the, one. Of course, the village that I grew up in, if you didn't know, fun fact, 
Um, Stoke Mill is um, is set, of course, within a, an, an old mill, an impressive structure right along the river. I believe it's the River Yare, possibly the Wensum. Please feel free to call me out on that if I'm incorrect. 12 course tasting menus, so don't have your breakfast before you turn up. And it is oh, stunning seafood. Um, you know, proper, proper steak. Again, I talk about cuts of, of meat. That, that tickles me a little bit. But, you know, just just lots of little delicate things that pile up and really satisfy the, the palate across the board. So for me, Stoke Mill is, uh, is definitely in at number two. And by the way, big up to Stoke Mill because they are being very innovative considering the current climate. And they have now got takeaway okay. options where you can turn up in your banger and pick up your 12-course taster menu. So feel free to check out Stoke Mill. Yeah, so imagine a fine-class restaurant like Stoke Mill doing a takeaway. Part of the joy of these restaurants is the experience of going there, isn't it? Yeah, Jack, but when it's Stoke Mill quality food, I mean, I can't begin to, I can't begin to tell you. I've, I've known the guys there for a while. They're, uh, of course, um, customers of cheese truckles, so all of the cheese is absolutely brilliant now my number three is ingham swan yeah okay ingham swan is unbelievable i mean yeah. of course and um, very very tragically they had a fire um very recently they, they've done it up very very well indeed the customer service there is excellent mm. the food quality there is nothing short of a 10 out of 10 so for me ingham swan at number three also another, no- another lovely place ingham Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But then that, that's Norfolk, isn't it, Jack? You know, that, that's why our restaurants are the best in the world. Um, number five for me, my five, no, number four, sorry, I missed out number four. Number four is Buckinghamshire Arms. Now, for all of you football fans that like a good old feed up, and I'm talking like big, big portions, like literally, I've never seen such a pile of stuff in my entire life, Jack. It's unbelievable. So, Big portions of proper, hearty British food. Get yourself to the Buckinghamshire Arms. Um, cracking to go for a little walk around there as well, by the way. Number five, Norwich City Centre based, of course. And, of course, um, a popular hangout for the footballers is Haggle. Wowza. Proper good food. Last time I went there, I had a whole sea bass. It was absolutely stunning. But I must say the tapas-style Turkish dishes are unbelievable i'll completely admit as well jack that i don't have a clue what i'm ordering in actual fact last time i went i said to them can you just pick a load of stuff for me here's my budget and and all i can say is it was the uh, the best decision i've, I've made in, in recent history so those are my top five bring wow. it on jack if you say anything in great yarmouth i give up I think um, I think Hagel is Anna Tribal's favourite restaurant actually, and, and she's obviously a, a lady of great decorum. So um, that that really shines through. I'm surprised there's one um, omission there that I'm surprised it didn't make your list is the sushi place in Norwich. I thought, oh, cheeky Norwich! Yeah. yeah. To be fair, um, to be fair, Shun has been unlucky there. Actually, I would say that. I would say that Shiki could easily be at number four or five as well. So big up Shun. Shun, by the way, from Shiki Norwich, based on Toomland, mm. is doing takeaways as well. Is a massive Norwich fan, mm. so do support Shiki Norwich. Of course, named his son, was it Daniel Fark or something? Fark, no, the middle name is Farklife. Farklife, that's yeah. wonderful. Okay, so that's a, that's a really good top five, mm. actually. There's one crossover in there uh, where we've gone for the same. And actually, at the same number as well, which is really interesting. So my top one is Morston Hall. 
Um, oh, wow. Of course, head chef of Morton Hall, Galton Blackston, has been on the TNC podcast. I've still actually got, Chris, and we need to crack this open together. I've still got the bottle of champagne he gave us. It's sitting just through there in my kitchen. So, way, just on that topic, should we just do a podcast just absolutely smashed over, over the next few we, weeks? Yeah, but we can't get together. Unless no, we do no, it. no, 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 no. Let's just both crack open a crate. In fact, let us know in the comments if you want us to do a piss podcast because I, I think there's a market for that, Jack. In that case, you're going to have to send me some of the some of the uh, some of the Woodfords that you've. You're going to have to do without it. You're just going to need to find whatever you've got there. And, and I did. A, I did actually buy our local brewery. Does a does a lovely lager called the Drunken Donkey. So I've I've, uh, <laughs> I've stocked up on a few drunken donkeys. Mate, that sums you up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, Mawson Hall, a lovely, lovely restaurant. Um, one of the few, I'm not sure how many there are, but one of the few uh, restaurants in Norfolk with a Michelin star and has held it for, for a long, long while. Galton is a, is a top man, a massive Norwich fan, sits near Delia up in the executive boxes. The amount of culinary expertise that we have within Carrow Road is, is absolutely second to none. Um, very nice place. Um yeah, save up for a little bit for it, but once you go, yeah. it's well, well worth it. Number two, and I, and I can already hear your, your your cutting remarks about where this is based, but please, please do give me the time to say, uh, the next is called The Columbia, uh, or otherwise known as Tony Poli's. Now, no, 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 this is, for me, one of the, one of the finest steak um, places in Norfolk. Now, Dennis Shrebeni actually asked me when we were having dinner with him, Jack, I'm looking for some for some restaurants um, to go to. I suggested the Columbia on the back streets of, of Yarmouth. He went there, said he had a delightful, delightful meal. So for me, it's the fillet steak, it's the um, it's the peppercorn sauce with asparagus, onion rings, and dauphinoise potatoes. That's the go-to meal. Get some wine. It's a family-run business. It's really, really good. Support yeah, local. Yeah. Um, and, and you will be you'll be treated to some absolutely delightful um, meat and seafood in the club. Are we yeah. taking commission off this, by the way? The, the amount we're selling these restaurants is quite something. I would love to be a food critic. Yeah, you would be a good pre- food critic, so actually. Yeah. Uh, number three, exact same as you, Ingham Swan. Um, dined at Ingham Swan actually before it got burned down. Haven't dined there since. So I'm really looking forward to going back there. Um, lovely place, lovely people, good food. Ingham Swan, number three. Number four is another steakhouse in Yarmouth that goes by the name of Thellows. Another family-run business. Head chef there, Michael. Lovely, lovely Greek food in there. Absolutely brilliant. That's along the seafront. In the summer, it opens up. You can sit that beautiful North Sea breeze really wafting into your face with a glass of red wine on the side. It really hits the spot for me. Um, and number five oh. is actually... Um, the, uh, the 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 question was restaurants or cafes. Now I'm going to throw a cafe in here because I think the cafe scene in Norfolk has taken a real hit in, in recent yeah. weeks due to closures. So I yeah. want to be giving these guys some love. And they're, and they're called the Beach Hut. I love. There's nothing that brings me more joy than a coffee on the front um, on the front near the sea. For me, that brings me so much happiness. And for me, in terms of cafe food, these serve one of the finest dishes I've ever had at a beach beach hut it's clam chowder now um it's just really really good it's it's lumpy you get a nice you know chunk of um of sourdough bread to dip in the in the clam chowder you reek of sourdough by the way sorry you reek of sourdough do i yeah sourdough is lovely um so yeah the clam chowder and the sourdough bread that mixture with the fresh sea air 
it really makes you feel alive. Um, and that's what I'm looking for in a restaurant experience. That feeling of invigoratedness. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, just to really, you know, give me a punch and go, yeah, we're in this. I tell you what, I'll, I'll say now before we go on to our next section, Jack, is um, I think this is the stage where if you are not already eating, I would highly suggest you go into your uh, your stockpiled cupboards and get out some uh, some food because uh, this is about to get serious. Definitely. So across our nine different restaurants, there we'd love to see you support them in, in whatever capacity. Um, you can, whether that be maybe buying vouchers, getting takeouts if they're still open, which I doubt. Oh, I've got another restaurant, Erpingham House, of course, yeah. which, hosted the, uh, which hosted the live TNC podcast, a fabulous vegan restaurant, some stunning dishes there. And for those that turn their nose up at vegan stuff, trust me, it is worth a try. It really took me by surprise how how full of flavour everything was, how the, the, the chef there, Meg, is, is exceptionally talented and creates some fantastic dishes. So I agree with you, Jack. Go buy restaurant uh, vouchers for these places. Yeah, definitely. And, and once again... All of them restaurants we've mentioned, lovely buildings that they're setting, open houses is another one. Um, okay, so that's restaurants, um, a good selection there. Should we get on to cheese? Yes, let's. Okay, so our top five favourite cheeses, once again, you you, um, you start me off. Well, we, well, hang on, Jack. I, I would actually, yeah, well, hold on, because I'm actually going to bring the products to the camera here. Wow. One moment. Keep okay. talking. I'll fill the air. Um, kitchen is looking very tidy at the moment, Chris. Well done. And that's a that's a that fruit bowl is is really um, bustling, I would say. Very stocked fridge, Chris. <laughs> it's also worth mentioning while I fill air, we've moved that we've changed the um, the living room about here because we were very bored. The sofa's moved in, the plant has gone to the far side, um, and it just allows the sunlight to come in. Anyway, back to you. Okay, so number one on my top five cheese list is Mrs. Temple's Binham Blue. It's an almighty chunk of cheese. Oh, this is extraordinary. Well, this is what you get where you, when you are the, uh, the son-in-law to be of the cheesy geezer, the the uh, the cheese truffle. Now, you know what? Just Your for you guys, I'm going to open this up and straight away. You can smell the, the the waft, and this is a this is a big old boy. You you, you can't buy this on the on the shelves, but you can certainly buy it on the cheese. <laughs> now now look at that. Now I'm just going to try and get this as close to the camera as possible without crumbling it. But this is a proper proper bit of cheese. So um, feel free to uh, critique that as you please. But um, by the way, I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it. Um, so my my number one is Mrs. Temple's Binham Blue. What's your number one, Jack? Please. Um, mine is I'm not I haven't I haven't got brands or any of that nonsense. I must admit, cheese isn't my go-to. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a cheese connoisseur. I do like cheese. My number one cheese is a is a lovely slice of brie. <sighs> brie's so boring. Brie's lovely. How is Brie your number one? Because I think it's just got that creaminess that I really look for in a cheese. I seriously question anyone that puts Brie at their number really? one. There's so many better. Mate, Brie is bland. I even think, no, even no. in terms of a soft, mate. Your issue here is you're not seasoning your Brie correctly. Now, if you get some, some seasoning, lovely onion chutney on there, cheese. get some chutney on there and start living. But that's not cheese. That's the chutney, no, mate. Brie goes in at the top for me. <laughs> That's that's shambolic. Okay, well, I'll I'll tell you about a proper soft cheese at my number two, which is camembert. Now, not everyone's favourite. Yeah, not for me. Because 
it's, it, it certainly is an acquired taste camembert. Now, I'll tell you why it's my favourite, because yes, you can have it cold on a cheese board, but there is nothing better, nothing, than putting a camembert in the microwave. Yeah. Microwave? Well, or, 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 or you bake it. Yeah, yeah, bake it to get that crispy yeah. stuff. And, you, and, and then what you do is you get some sourdough, you get a lovely fresh batch of bread, and you, you, you break the skin and you just, you dive in and it's this gooey, gorgeous flavour of loveliness. So camembert is at my number two. Is bread you're dipping utensil of, utensil of choice when going into the, to a camembert? Well, why? What would you put in your cheese? Um, I don't know. Maybe a... What would you stick in there? A, a, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe <laughs> Maybe a breadstick. Oh, mate, that is shocking, mate. Honestly, this is so poor from you. Okay. Brilliant bloody breadsticks. You're gonna I'll tell you what, if, you, if you're disappointed with brew, by the time I get to five, you're going to be fuming. <laughs> okay, number two, I've actually gone for, for a nice blue cheese. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that goes in. I had my eyes really opened, actually, to, to, the, to the blue cheese world when I was over in Australia. They... they they make some really lovely blue cheese out, out, um, out on the West Coast. Um, had it with some just very simple crackers just to really let that taste come through. Um, so, yeah, blue goes in at number two for me as well. Um, blue? Just some blue cheese, yeah. Do you not know the name of the blue cheese that you had? No. Was it Stilton? Was it Santa Gar? Was it? I think it was Stilton, but I'm okay. not overly sure. Well. It was nice. Well, in which case, my next one is nice and easy, Stilton. There is nothing like a good quality bit of blue-veined Stilton. Blue-veined. <laughs> Lovely. Is that... What does your fridge smell like? Um, just... You, I mean, the only thing I would say is the problem is... I. You know people that fridge browse? You know the classic fridge browse? I used to love a fridge browse when I grew up. What do you mean? Well, you know, you just open it. Do you not ever just go into the kitchen you just walk in and you just have a little fridge browse? Oh, yeah, you yeah. just sit just see what you can put in put in put, put in your mouth um so so um yeah but now i've learned not to fridge browse because i can't open my fridge without um having some gorgeous cheese so yeah. um yeah that's my problem do you, it's just full of cheese do you have like grapes or anything in your fridge or like grapes in the fridge yeah hello no I have, I have grapes in my fruit bowl like everyone else jack i thought I think when you go to aren't, aren't grapes no grapes aren't refrigerated. Any other any other fruits that the cheese infects the, the kind of the, the, the taste of anything else. I will never take your advice on what should be in the fridge or not. After you <laughs> slagged me off for oh what's that? Why is it pasta in the fridge? Because it's fresh pasta, Jack. Yeah. No, anyway, what's your next on your list? Uh, I have Stilton at number three. Uh, Edam. <laughs> oh my god. I love Edam. I bet you've got Red Leicester in here as well, haven't you? Yeah. Oh! No. Are you being serious? Yeah. You've got the worst cheese taste in the history of time. Yeah, but the thing is, is, is it's not what you, what the cheese is, it's what you do with the cheese that counts. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, wow. I can do some magical things with cheese. Oh wow! Okay, well we won't. Um, we uh, this is going to be published um, before the uh, before the uh, kids go to bed, so um, we won't go into that. Um, wow! Uh, my number four is this big old boy, applewood smoked cheddar. Oh, that looks now, nice. 
this this is extraordinary, Jack. And if you're a bit of a basic boy like like yourself with when it comes to your cheese, this is this um, is just a lovely mature cheddar that's smoked, smoked to perfection. It's perfect for cooking, melting, or just nibbling. Now, I would actually slice a bit off this. The other night, cooked up a lovely, lovely load of uh, pasta um, that, of course, I've not been stockpiling, and cut it off, grated it all over, smoked cheese, absolutely beautiful. That's applewood. You can get this at your supermarket. This isn't just a cheese truffle special. No, that looks really good. Uh, I'm going for, for what I would call a summer cheese. Um, just a nice feta. Just a really nice Greek feta. I kind of respect that. I think it, it obviously you can't, it's not a nibbler. It's not a nibbler cheese where, you know, you go in the fridge and, and pick a bit off. You mm. need it with some lovely fresh olives. You need it with some garlic. That nice summer salad. Um, just that fresh food that we all love and, and crave. Fantastic. What was that? Was well, that my number four? Yeah, go on. No, that no no, that was my number four, I think. Oh, it was your number four. Okay. Was well, that my, my number last three? One, my last one is mozzarella. You can't be you can't be claiming I'm basic and then throwing mozzarella in there. Mate, you see that my number five? Yeah, I know. But I love pizza, so mozzarella is a perfectly Yeah, well I love I love brie. Mate, but it's not a number one cheese. Yeah, but you Mozzarella can't... is not a number one cheese for anyone. But I'm not. I'm not exactly sure, sure that Bing and Blue is, you know, changing oh, the boundaries of cheese. Is it? How dare you, Miss Temple? Which, of course, is a fantastic local um, okay. local cheese business. Would be ashamed of you. Mm. I'm actually just flicking through the North Macedonian cheese section on Wikipedia. Yeah, and you haven't got a clue what's in it, have you? No. Um, I'm going to give you some cheese education at no, some point. No, I need it. No, I need it. I think it's part of my life, part of my curriculum that's really lacking, actually, cheese. Um, yeah. Not, not well, let, us, let us know in the comments below what, what you thought of our uh, top five restaurants. I'll tell you what, actually. Um, I'd love to hear people's top five cheeses in the comments, more so than... In restaurants actually because i feel i've yeah. got the, the, the norfolk landscape of restaurants fairly covered cheese it's, it's a whole new world for me yeah i agree um good that was good chris i, I really enjoyed that <laughs> if we have any subscribers left by the end of this coronavirus i will be quite uh, quite amazed yeah i just want to refer to a, a recent comment actually in Who the you? um where YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, actually, Instagram. no, no. I've got another shout out. David Minister. He wants to give a shout out to all of the postmen. I oh. love postmen. I really. I actually wanted to be a postman when I was younger. I think I've, I think I've said that before. This is going to sound really strange, but you, you kind of look like a postman. Do I? Yeah, I think I think you'd make a cracking postman. You know, Spud's a postman. Big yeah. up. Spud. I know that he watches all of these podcasts. Spud is it. Spud epitomises what it is to be a postman. Chassis outgoing. Spud, efficient. by the way, who, for, for anyone that doesn't know, it was the famous fourth official, the fan fourth mm. official, who you'll remember. Uh, final comment of the day yeah. um, comes from the Rivster, and he says, and the winner of the most boring podcast ever is this. Um, so <laughs> the Rivster, if he's still watching, mate, that podcast was nothing compared uh, to this. I love, I love people that I love people that watch our content all the way through and then slag it off. Yeah, it's amazing. But my favorite type of my favorite type of social media troll is the one that um, slags us off, but then you check to see if they're following us, and they're following us, yeah. so therefore they clearly enjoy the content. Yeah, it's brilliant. Thanks for the support, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, any final 
comments? Uh, yeah, um, seriously, uh, I've got, I, mean, I could say be safe, but my, my message actually is um, be very aware of those that are vulnerable around you. Um, so do consider, um, you know, making sure you're, you're honouring uh, social distancing. Um, if you have got a granny, granddad, grandma uh, on planet Earth, bless their hearts, then please do um, keep in mind that they are vulnerable with this current situation. So, um, yeah, don't, don't be selfish, guys. Yeah, don't be selfish. And also look after yourselves as well, whether that be grabbing some fresh air away from everyone. That's really important. That's kept me uplifted mm. over the past, few, past mm. few weeks. And just talk to people. Me and Chris have been Skyping a lot recently. We've been, I've been FaceTiming my mum loads. That's really important. Reach out to people. That doesn't mean go and, you know, cuddle them and give them a kiss on the cheek or whatever. Just reach out to them virtually. I think that's massively important. Uh, to make sure that we're not isolated. Thank you to everyone. I hope you're not too bored. I hope this has kept you slightly um, amused throughout. A big thank you to The Athletic as well. is making it possible for us to do these uh, and possible for, for, for Talk North City. And actually, all of our sponsors, the majority of them are local to Norfolk. A massive thank you to them, guys, who are, who are absolutely pillars of, of Talk North City. And well done to Chris and his cheese. Um, thanks very much for watching. And we'll see you again for another TNC podcast very soon. Bye-bye. Cheers.